One, two, three. Hallelujah! Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, I think I'm about to, I think I hit another radical gear. I see what the devil's doing. Every time I start trying to be nice, I start noticing how the enemy starts trying to take advantage of people. So I'm not going to be nice. I ain't giving nobody no excuses for nothing. I'm going to hold you to the highest standard possible. To the point where I get on your nerves. That's my plan. So I'd rather do that. Get on your nerves. Than have you radically pressing for God. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, let's pray. And we get into this word. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for blessing us to be here tonight. Thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Church said amen. amen. Praise God. Look at your name and say, get your Bible out. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay, so I'm going to preach this message tonight entitled Spiritual Authority. Boy, and and how appropriate for us to have a topic like this with all this stuff going on. You got to understand everything that's going on in the world, it's spiritual things going on behind it. And, And so what we see in the natural is not really where the real important stuff is. It's all in the spirit. And then now we have a manifestation in the natural. And the problem is you can't be scared of spiritual things because you are a spiritual being. In fact, the strongest part of you is is your spirit. And so spiritual authority. Let's go to Ephesians. Now, this is one of those scriptures that you ought to take time to read it. Read it every day for a while until it drops down into your spirit. But this is the way you're supposed to be prepared. And so you prepare yourself for a battle. It's just like an athlete has to prepare for a game. Well, what we're in is not a game. This is for keeps. And so we have to prepare ourselves. Ephesians 6, and we're going to look here in um, starting in verse 10. Finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Next verse. And he says, um, and I'm going to have to, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to need this for Sunday anyway. Um, but uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Stop right there. And so you got to put on the whole armor of God. And we're going to get into what that armor is, but that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. Well, you he wouldn't have this scripture if there were no wiles of the devil. Amen. If there was no attack, you don't have to get dressed for anything because guess what? It's all going to be a cakewalk. And that's why I don't preach like that because people think, well, you know, I, I belong to God now, so I guess it's just going to be easy street. No, you got an infrared scope on your head. And you have to live like that. You have to live with a sense of urgency that I am not about to let the devil catch me slipping. Amen. And so put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand 
against the wiles of the devil, the attacks of the enemy. Next verse. Verse 12. And so he says, uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so this is our battle is not in this flesh. And so we see things happening, right? Somebody says something. Somebody does something. <coughs> somebody even kills somebody. What do we say? That person was evil. That person, that was terrible. No, that person was possessed by a devil. Amen. Come on. That person was demonically influenced. They didn't even know what they're doing. And that's what the devil is doing right now. He is taking advantage of people and he is manipulating people's minds. And then even when you stand against something, you're standing against a person. So if a person is acting a certain way, you stand and you're mad at the person, but it's a demonic influence behind them. Come on, somebody. That's why Jesus told Peter, he said, get behind me, Satan. He didn't even deal with Peter. And that's a problem in our world today. The church is weak. The church is dealing with people and does not know how to engage in spiritual warfare. You'd be surprised at how many church people do not know how to engage. If something showed up on them, they're done. Amen. Amen. But Paul is making it clear to us, you got to be armed. You got to be equipped. Because you thought you were having a walk in the park. Oh, come on, somebody. Anything that, you know, you think, oh, I'm, I'm going to do good. I mean, the enemy is going to try to come and attack you from all angles. Let's say, oh, well, you know what? I'm, I'm doing better in my finances now. Well, you better be girded up. Because guess what? He's about to try to attack your finances. You say, I'm doing better now in my health. You better be girded up. Because guess what he's coming for? Your health. Amen. I'm, I'm doing better at, in this, in that. That's what he's coming for. Because he's Amen. always trying to take you down and always try to knock you off of what God put you up on. But you got to, God doesn't elevate you so that you can be knocked down. God, what God does is he wants you to be able to stand in your position, your new position, and not go backwards. But in order to do that, you got to be willing to fight. It's going to take some physical uh, effort to engage spiritually. Did y'all hear me? It's going to take some physical effort to engage spiritually. But now you're not fighting with your flesh. That's not where your muscles are, but you have to engage. So what does that mean? When you don't feel like reading your Bible, you're going to have to read it physically read it. We don't feel like, come on, somebody standing up. Oh, some of y'all, man, maybe you used to walk and talk and pray and maybe you stopped because you now, you, you don't, your schedules and got too busy, right? Cause you used to be able to walk and talk and pray. And now you don't do that no more. You better get back on it. You better take out some time and get up and walk and pray. Why do I have to walk and pray? Because every, the whatever I step on, I take ownership. So I'm moving. I got to be walking and I'm walking forward. I'm walking by faith. When you walk, you never walk backwards because you're moving forward. You are advancing against the enemy. Well, a lot of people, they don't do that anymore. They don't walk and pray. They, they're uh, quiet and they're uh, sitting down and they got these little quiet prayers. That does not work in spiritual warfare. 
Because your weapon is your mouth. And so you got to be willing to engage. You got to say, oh, no. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to engage. I'm going to get into this thing, man. And so, but we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And there is spiritual wickedness in high places, not low places. And so you need to be able to see this. And I know you guys are here and some of you guys are watching me and some of you will see this later. But listen, you've got to take this stuff that I preach here seriously. You've got to take it seriously, man. I'm, I'm year after year. I've been preaching the same thing. And I want people to grab it. I want people to say, that's it. I'm not going out like that. The devil don't get no more of my time. He don't get no more of my stuff. He don't get no more of my money. Amen. Amen. And God will give you strength. He'll give you power to overcome. And the enemy might shoot fiery darts at you, right? But that don't take you out. Come on. Some people, you might be down for a minute, but you know too much to stay down. Oh, can I get amen right there? You might be down for a minute, but you know too much to stay down. You're like, oh, no, you ain't about to keep me. Uh-uh. And then a lot of people experiencing the healing right now. That's hey, that's all right. That's why we say it. Experiencing the healing. Well, experience it and get on back up and let's get it going. You see what I'm saying? You experience the healing so that that sickness don't become your deathbed. Come on, that it don't lead to your deathbed. You got to let the devil know. Oh, no, I ain't about to be laying down here too long. Just so you know. And that's why I really believe in it. I believe in shaking it off, man. Okay, fight it off. Get back. Let's go. But when, but when you do that, you got to get back in the fold. Amen. So here's the thing. Uh, uh, sitting targets are easiest to hit. So when you ain't doing nothing for Jesus, you're a sitting target. But when you're moving, come on. When you, when you got something to do for God. See, that's why I'd be preaching on Wednesday if nobody came, because I got that. I can't just be preaching one time a week. Come on. I got, that ain't enough busyness for me. Amen. Come on, somebody. I, I got to keep this thing going because sitting targets are easy to hit. But when you moving for God. Then the enemy is trying to track you and he can't keep up because you're busy, you're moving, you're you you y'all in here with me. Amen. Amen. And and all I do is preach to you guys stuff that I've been living for all these years. Amen. Right. How come ain't nothing been able to take me out? How many times do I miss preaching? I mean, y'all might hear me clear my throat sometimes, but you ain't never you ain't never come over here and they say, where's pastor? Oh, he had a sick day. No, you come over here, where's pastor? I'm on vacation. Now, I'll be getting, the enemy tries his best to get me. Whatever he's bringing at you, he's bringing more at me. But the thing is, is I refuse. The training is heavy. It's, I refuse to back off. I can't. And so we got to keep pushing. So my point is, as you keep pushing, you keep pushing, you keep pushing all the way till you get to heaven. Just keep pushing. Because it's spiritual and it's for keeps. 
And so it's not against no little small. See, some people, they don't they don't think anything about the devil. They just think, oh, that's, you know, scary movies. Where do you think they get that material from? And so the things even that they show on film are not even half of what's really there. Right. And so we got to take this whole thing serious. We got to be like, okay, so what you mean, Pastor? You know, he'll just you mean the devil try to come up in my house and take me out. He sure will. He sure will. People are dying every day. But you got to understand what you're involved in. You say, I'm in a spiritual war. See, when you decided to say you love Jesus, you got a target on your back. Amen. When you decide to say you love Jesus, you got a target on your back. And there's nothing you can do about it in terms of, well, I don't want a target on my back. OK, well, you're going to have to renounce Jesus. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to do that. Yeah. You say, I'm not going to renounce because if you just renounce Jesus, the devil will leave you alone. Yeah. You'll be eternally separated from God. But the devil will leave you alone. Well, you got that target on you. Well, now. God doesn't want you to be victimized. He wants you to learn how to live in victory. And so it's through the blood of Jesus that we can. And so now I realize I've signed up for something that. Listen, I just man. I just signed up for something. It's almost like you were in a gang. Come on, y'all. Some of y'all used to be gang banging. I don't know, but maybe some other people watching. But you was with this, this, this crowd right here, and then it's like you changed sides. So now, what? You changed sides? So what do you think the side you left is going to be trying to do? They're going to try to get you. That's what the devil's doing. But if you have the protection of God, you can stay above it. And so we're not. But you got to understand, we're not battling no little kids. Ain't no, none kitty about this spiritual stuff. Ain't none kitty about this. It's all. Listen, I'm telling you, man, whew, I get excited about this. You can find out quick. Some starts going awry in your house. Some, you know, people acting different, doing stuff. It's spiritual. But if you just keep it as, oh, well, you know, I just uh, now it laid me down to sleep. See, them prayers don't work. But when you recognize, oh, no, I said, man, the devil trying to attack my money. Come on. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. You, you got to be able to stand against it. You will not. Come on. You don't let the devil have your kids. You don't let him uh, take your kids mind. So many kids, their minds are being taken and manipulated And the devil is just the puppet master and he's whispering this trash into the minds of these children and they're confused and they don't know what's going on. And a lot of them come from Christian families. That ought not be. You know why? Because churches don't teach on spiritual warfare. They rather make you comfortable than than to teach you how to deal with a devil. I don't want nobody comfortable. You can be comfortable at the movies. That's why we don't have reclining chairs up in here. I don't want nobody reclining. Amen. And don't think that just because we move and we about to be all and pastor going to be, you know, it's probably going to be one of those things where we could just bring coffee into the church. Nope. 
And this, you come here to learn. And praise God. We're going to always keep it like that. No matter what kind of building we get. Amen. Because that's what matters. Think about it. What matters? You go to church and you get all these lights and everything's flashing and you hear some great music and it's all good. And you go home and you're getting abused by the devil. But you're a Christian. And everybody's fine with it. And the pastor's like, well, you know, I don't like to judge. Man, wait till I start. I'm, I'm just getting started. I'm about to start calling people out in service. Wait till this thing kicks off. Amen? Because Amen. I ain't playing with the devil. I'm not, I, I have no time to be playing with this stuff no more. Especially when you, I mean, look at our prayer request tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, what else does need to happen? I mean, we got people, you know, baby mama, eight months pregnant, getting killed by some. I mean, this stuff is happening. The church ought to be like, no, we're not going for that. We're going to stand in power and stand against the devil. He shouldn't have let us find out about this stuff because we're going after. Come on. Taking lands and territory. You ought to be excited about that. I'm in this valley. And in the name of Jesus, all this weak, watery, uh, lukewarm preaching, I'm taking over this whole valley in the name of Jesus. All these people flocking to these dead churches, I'm taking over this whole valley because there's a holy fire coming that's needed because people need truth. They need to be delivered. They need to be set free. They need to learn how to stand in the midst of adversity. Amen. Amen. Because the spiritual wickedness in high places that we're going against. Next verse. Um, wherefore, take unto you. Yeah, you can go to the next verse um, where it says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. And so next verse. Um, stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. And so that's you're protected. You got truth. You, you see, that's why the enemy is prevailing, because people are changing the truth. The truth used to be something. Now it's changed. There used to be a reverence for God. Y'all remember that? Now it's changed. Well, you have to stand there for having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. And so if you got truth, your loins, that's your, it's, it's really down in here, your vital organs, but you got that protected with truth. But then now you have um, that breastplate of righteousness. So you have to understand if I got truth and then having on the breastplate, the breastplate is now protecting all my heart and all my stuff. Well, it's righteousness. And so I'm able to put that on and then and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And so now I'm standing on the word. Amen. See, you got to have the word be your final authority. The word is what you stand on. Amen. You don't stand on how you feel. Oh, especially in these times, you know, uh, the enemy trying to put stuff on people. Some people are confused. They think that came from God. Oh, well, it's just a code I can do. No, that came from the devil. He, he tried to hit you with a fiery dart. Pull it out. Amen. Break it. Don't give it back. Amen. Amen. Oh, you shouldn't have shot me because you ain't getting that one back. 
Amen. Now, it doesn't mean like, oh, man, if I get, uh, you know, symptoms trying to come on me, does that mean I'm weak? No, man. What shows that you're weak is if you bow to it and you let it become your new norm. But you just anything you go into, you got to know I'm coming out, man, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. You can't, uh, you know, the devil be trying to shoot stuff at me. I'm like, man, what, what is this? Then the, I know, okay, I know it's the devil. Well, I just fight it off. And he, he, he tries. And so, but once you just keep fighting, you just keep fighting. You say, man, I'm, I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to be defeated. Amen. I'm going to press. I'm going to press. Now, you know, we got people experiencing the healing. You get your rest. Do that. You know, but even getting your rest is part of your fight. Say, hey, let me get my rest so that, you know, but in the midst of that, when you're resting, you better be reading something. You better, come on, somebody, you better, if you too weak to read, you better get that Bible app and just put it on speaker. Come on, let that speaker just play. Let the word just play. Let him, come on, let that old King James voice just be reciting the whole Bible up in your house. Amen. Come on. Because you have to do stuff like this. But I don't feel like it, Pastor. Exactly. Exactly. That is exactly what the devil wants. He don't want you to feel like doing anything spiritual. But you do it anyway. And you come out of it. And we'll keep winning. We'll keep winning. We'll keep winning. Amen. And so... um, Next verse. So we stand on the word. So that's what I'm saying. You stand on the word, not your symptoms. You might be uh, having a fever. You might be coughing, but you still, with a little strength you got, by a stripes I'm healed. Amen. That's what I'm standing on, right? Uh, by a stripes I'm healed. Hey, man, you don't look here. Well, I ain't talking about what I look like. I'm, you can't see my spirit. Amen. My spirit is doing quite well. And so by a stripes I'm healed. And that's what you just keep on doing as you fight through it. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Well, which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And so that devil is shooting fiery darts, but you got the shield of faith. That shield of faith is coming up. And every time, and look, even when you're feeling your best, he's still shooting. That's why I never back up off of my sense of urgency. Well, everything's going great, Pastor. Going great or not, it's the same workload for me. Come on, somebody. Oh, yeah. Come on. It's the same training. Amen. Come on. It, this is like, you know, like a, a boxer trains, right? They train for a fight. And when they are training for that fight, they are in intense training. I mean, they're paying attention to everything. They're watching their what they're eating. They're there. They just don't let their guards down because they're training because they know that when they get in that ring with that opponent, they could get knocked out. And so they take that training very serious. Well, the way I live my life in the spirit is as though I'm training for a fight, but I never stop the training. Y'all in here with me. And so I'm in here training as though, man, I got a fight next week. Oh, well, man, you already had the fight and you already beat the devil. But why are you still training so hard? Because he's coming again. Amen. You just got to understand that this is the way that devil is. He will keep coming. But if you stay in it. Full armor of God. I got the shield of faith. When? On Sundays? Every day. Monday, Tuesday, 
Shield of faith. Shield of faith. Wherewithal, you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Next verse. And take the helmet of salvation. And we know we're saved and we got, I mean, man, when you just look at that armor, you could just put that whole armor on, but everything is covered. Helmet of salvation. You got to have your head covered because he's shooting fiery darts at your mind. He's going to get you to doubt. He's going to get you to question who you are. You've been delivered. You come on, somebody. You've been set free from a world of of uh, of living the wrong way. But yet the enemy will try to still get you to identify instead of you identifying with righteousness and holiness. You'll identify with sin by trying to avoid it. I sure I, I don't want to do that no more. I don't want. But when you got that helmet of salvation, then now you're constantly reminded that you're now saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. You are a new creature. You're a new person. And now you belong to a new family. And that's why you think kingdom thoughts now. And that's why. Come on, somebody. That's, and, and that'll change the way you walk. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Now, the sword of the spirit. So now you do have a weapon. See, all of this armor. We're we're hearing this being preached and we say, oh, it's all about protection. Well, what God will do, y'all ready for this, is God will take you from being in a defensive, defending yourself. Then he's going to show you how to be offensive. And so you don't just wait for the enemy to attack you and you're just girded up. I'm protected. Here he comes. Hit me again. Oh, no. Guess what? Y'all ever heard of a counterpunch? Oh, anybody up in here? You don't see no boxers up in there saying, I'm just taking, I know how to guard. No, whenever you see a boxer engaging in training, you're going to always see him punching. You're going to always see them working on that jab, working on that hook. They're working on them because there's an offensive side of this. And so we put on all this armor, but then now he brings us all the way down to and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And the word of God, Hebrews 4.12, is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So what you do is you got to slice the enemy. Come on, you got to slice them one way and slice them again. The way you slice them is you get up and you decree a thing. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. And so you don't just let your life turn out the way it's just turning out. You decree it in the name of Jesus. You got to decree it over your kids. No, no, no. My kids are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. They're walking in the word. Come on. They're talking the word. They are soul winners. You got to speak stuff like that. You need to speak stuff like I'm anointed and I'm appointed to do kingdom business in the earth. The devil can't touch me because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come on. You got to be able to just... And that's how you are offensive. You don't wait till you get attacked. You got to start decreeing it ahead of time. You got to send forth the word. I'm sending that word out. What you do, I'm sending that word out before me today. Before I step out in there. For the Lord surrounds the righteous with favor as with a shield. Psalm 512. Let me send that word out because I'm about to step into favor. Don't step out and then wait till you get attacked. And then you're saying, I'm buying you, devil. And I'm, well, you need to start swinging the sword. You start swinging the sword. Swing that sword in the morning. Come on, somebody. You want your kids to have a blessed day? Swing the sword on the devil. 
You want to have a blessed day? Swing the sword on the devil. Come on, somebody. You, you need to start swinging and saying stuff. And you speak by his stripes, I'm healed, even when you don't feel like nothing's going on. You speak, my youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Come on, somebody. You start claiming that word. Deuteronomy 34, 7. Uh, Moses was 120 years old when he died. And he was as strong as ever. Amen. So you ought to be like, I ain't 120 yet. And each year, I'm getting stronger. Uh, you know, don't fall for this stuff. Well, you know, everything, you, you starting to get older. Everything start breaking down. No, no, no. It's being built up. In the name of Jesus, in the spirit, it's being built up. Ain't nothing breaking down on me. It's being built up. But that's going to take a a level of commitment. Now, remember, I said you got to it's going to take physical effort to engage in spiritual activity. So just like now, I said you ought to start swinging the sword in the morning. That means you got to say something. That means you're going to have to take out some time. And discipline yourself. What I've learned is that people that don't have confessions, they take a lot of lumps. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. I'm past that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Don't have me uh, video your house. You know, if you're not swinging a sword, you're taking lumps. Guaranteed. Because you're not being offensive. You're just waiting on the next thing to come your way. Well, you got to decree what you want. You got to start to establish it. And so next verse. Uh, and it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, in the spirit. Right. The devil wants to keep you ignorant of your spiritual power, praying in the spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Come on, somebody. Uh, you got to don't let these churches trick you. You got a power that's inside of you and you got to exercise it. Praying in the spirit, that capital S is Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Next verse. And for me and Paul saying, I want y'all praying for me and pray for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly. See, Paul, know he he, he needed the saints praying for him. Y'all know any, any of y'all studied the life of Paul? Radical. That that's goals. You know, people talk about having goals. Boy, that that life of Paul is goals. But he was radical, but he had people praying so that he would be able to release it. Amen. Be able to release it. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. Now, if nobody preaches it to you, you're not going to know it. And Paul knew it. Paul knew if I didn't go out there and say it, ain't nobody going to learn this. They're not going to know this. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so um, now with all this authority, so you can be armed and you understand the armor. And now you're authorized. You're authorized to do something. And so authority must be exercised. Go to James now. James 4, 7 and 8. James 4, 7 and 8. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Stop right there. This is how this works. There's no easy way. Oh, well, God understands and and the devil understands, too. And he knows that he's going to come against you and take advantage of you if you allow him to. Amen. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. 
resist the devil. What does that mean? So you got to resist him. He's coming, but you got to resist him. It's like you put up a resistance and you stand against him. But you got to first submit to God. I'm submitted to God. Then he says, resist, resist the devil. And what's he going to do? What if the devil says something to you? That's a lie. And you say, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. What's he going to do? But what if you don't say nothing? What if he says, you know, I, it seems like everything's going wrong for you. Seems like your body's falling apart. I think you might have a disease. And what do you say? La, 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 la. No, you better. I, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. And the way you hit him back is you got to swing your sword. No, I'm living in abundant health. My body is working in the perfection that God created to function in, in the name of Jesus. See? Does it take all that? (laughs) Ask people that are not winning. Ask them what they're doing. Losers don't do what winners do. And that's spiritual and physical. Losers don't do what winners do. Amen. So you got to be willing to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Next verse. Draw nigh to God. Oh, you got to do that, too. Really? Draw nigh to God. Well, I didn't have that. I didn't have that much time, Pastor. I didn't I didn't have any time to pray. Okay, go on and walk out of the house with no power. Oh, God understands. I told you the devil understands, too. So draw nigh to God. What does that mean? Come close. You got to come close to God. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. And then here's what you got to do. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. You can't engage in sinful practices and sinful things and think you're going to have some spiritual authority. You can't do that. You got to cleanse your hands. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And so you got to say, oh, no. I know what it is, I believe. I know what it is that I'm committed to. Man, I'm going to resist the devil. I'm drawing nigh unto God. Now, here's the thing. Power flows through order. See, I could speak about spiritual authority all day. I tell you this. I can go to your house. And there could be demonic activity and they will behave while I'm there. I guarantee it. But when I leave. It's back on. Oh, come on, somebody. You know, when you're walking in your authority, somebody could have some some demonic activity going on and they'll get right in your presence. They don't want to manifest. Now, if you got demons manifesting on you, let me tell you something. Let me be the pastor to wake you up and you thought you was, you know, all that strong. If you got demons manifesting on you, they don't see Jesus in you because they scared of him. So when you got Jesus and you got that Holy Ghost power, ain't no demons about them. They're going to behave. Amen. I've, been, I've been in some situations and they had to behave. See, that's why I ain't worried about no uh, people, you know, well, you know, they be planting witches at churches. Plant them. Come on in here. Yeah, right. I need some fun. 
Come on up in here. Now, we need to have us a spiritual time. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Can't no witch curse God. The people of God are uncursable. Y'all in here with me. Uh, even Balaam or whatever the prophet he was, or he was saying, I can't, I can't curse whom God has blessed. Amen. That ain't nothing I can do. Well, when you're walking in that level of authority, you won't be worried about it. And so you got to, but see now, in order to walk in this type of power and this level of dominion, you got to have your life in order because power flows through order. Power does not flow through disorder. Power only flows through order. First Corinthians 1440. He says, first Corinthians 1440, do all things. Let all things be done decently and in order. Amen. You guys know we do that here. We preach about order. We preach about reverencing God. We preach about families being in order. We don't uh, give a pass for all this stuff that people are giving passes for because you will have no power. We must have our lives in order. We must have our houses in order and we must know what we believe. Amen. You got to know what you believe. They said, man, I'm having my house in order. My kids ain't running this house. They ain't paying the bills up in here. Y'all in here with me. And the men of God, men of God, step into your position. And stand in your power. And, and, and let it be known. I'm the priest of this home. Amen. Amen. You let the devil know you want to come get my family. You're going to have to come through me. Amen. 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 And, and this is a challenge. And this is something that we have to do. Well, all things must be done decently and in order. But now, once again, we must have our lives in order. We must have our houses in order. And we must know what we believe. Do you know what you believe? So many people change what they believe. Do you know what you believe? See, you got to know what you believe. Don't let anybody change what you believe. If you've been believing God for protection and healing and all this stuff, don't ever let that anybody change that. You got to know what you believe. And now go to Joshua 24, 15. Joshua 24, 15. He says, and if it seems evil unto you. Uh, if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord. So you got to let people make their own decisions, man. As long as they're not in your house. They say, look here. If it seems evil for you. To serve the Lord, choose this day whom you're going to serve, whether the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whom's land you dwell. But as for me and my house, Amen. we will. Huh? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When you take a stance like that, you are sending shockwaves in the spirit realm. The enemy is like, oh, man, I might want to find somebody else. Because that man is in order with God. That man has made a decision. And the way you serve him, you serve him, be committed to him. And live sacrificially for him. I've been telling you guys a long time. You have to die. Amen. Ain't no other way to do it. That's why I'm not the most popular pastor. Because I preach about death. No, I'm not talking about doom and gloom. I'm talking about die to yourself. 
get out the way and let God do what God's going to do. You don't even own yourself. If you own yourself, you're deceived. But die. If any man comes after me, he must pick up his cross and follow me. That is what it is. That's the nature of what we're doing. And then it says, uh, and so when we serve him, we're, we're, we're committed to him. We're living sacrificially. But we know what we believe. So know what you believe and then stick with it. Now go to James. James 1, 5. All this is to prepare you for staying in that place of spiritual power, exercising spiritual authority. And so this is for wisdom. You can pray for wisdom. But this also goes for anything, anything you pray. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally and abradeth not and it should be given unto him. Next verse. But he says, but we got to ask in faith. And so um, James, go to verse six, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Now, next verse. For let not that man think he shall receive anything. Y'all see that? Hmm. So God is like, You better decide if you believe me or not. Don't be believing me and then things get tough and now you're starting to doubt. See, that's double minded. God says, I'd rather you just be, you know, all in with me or all out. But don't play with it. But let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Next verse, verse eight. A double minded man is unstable in what? Man, all of his way. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And so double-mindedness brings instability and spiritual wickedness. That's why you got to decide. You don't have to get into arguments with nobody, right? You don't have to get in an argument with anyone. If if somebody don't believe what you believe, hey, that's okay. Because God never told you to make them believe what you believe. But what he said is you got to believe what you believe. Amen. You got to be sure. Know what it is that you believe and don't back off of it. Amen. Amen. Don't back. There's too many arguments and debates in the churches today. Uh, everybody's want to believe this way. No, you what you believe. God. That's what the Holy Ghost is interested in. What do you believe? And then just decide if that's it. Go 100. I'm the way I am now. Even on outreach or something like that, I'll share with the person, share the love of Jesus. They say, hey, I'm Muslim or whatever, and I'm this. I don't get no debate. I'll say, oh, okay. So have you ever heard about Jesus? I say, yeah, he's a prophet. If that's what they believe, listen, you run 100 with what you believe. I'm running 100 with what I believe. And let's see how this thing ends up. But people get themselves in trouble by arguing and debating and trying to prove. You can't try to prove nothing. You got to live it out and you got to believe it and you got to know what it is that you believe Amen. and don't be double minded. A double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And once again, that double mindedness brings instability and spiritual wicked or spiritual weakness. And so what's going on is in the spirit. They see weakness because you're teeter tottering. You believe God. I love Jesus. 
Some people believe Jesus. They believe he can help them in some areas, but then other areas they're panicking. Oh, no, I can't. No, double minded. Either he's Lord and he's able or he's not. Amen. Yeah, pastor, but I know he could help me over here. But, you know, I don't know about here. I mean, come on. Either you believe it or you don't. Amen. Amen? See, I'm, I'm one of those ones. I just believe it. God. I, I firmly believe that Psalm 91 is applied to my life. Amen. I don't have a what if. Well, what if it's a fire? Psalm 91. Amen. What if it's a flood? Psalm 91. God. What if it's a hurricane? Psalm 91. Amen. What if it's an earthquake? Psalm 91. What if it's a gun, you know, bullets? Psalm 91. I believe it, it works on everything. I don't, I literally don't believe I could be killed. Right? Now, not everybody has to believe that, but you got, you can't be saying you believe Psalm 91, but then when something shows up on you, you don't believe it no more. Amen. You say you believe in Psalm 91, but then something bad starts to try to get on you and now you don't believe it. You got to decide. I'm, this is what I believe and I'm standing on this no matter what. And so this double mindedness in the church, people believe in this. They believe in God and oh, God is this. And well, in the 90s, God was this way. And now that he's this way, he hasn't changed. It's everybody else. It used to be, you know, back in the day, there used to be things like order in church and people understood the reverence of God. And they, you know, now it just as time progresses, you know, people treat God like so casual. They just like, eh, you know what I mean? Well, what happened? He didn't change. We changed. It used to it used to matter like church used to be about preaching the word. Did y'all know that? Do you know that churches used to be about preaching the word? The average sermon was over an hour. Oh, y'all don't want me to get into this. Y'all don't want to give. Oh, look back. The average sermon was over an hour. Now, in today's world. The average service is sermon, I should say. If you preach more than 30 minutes, you have exhausted your time. Search it out. And then we get an average. If we can get up around 37 minutes, 40 minutes, you're still okay, Pastor. We're going to let you still, we'll let you keep your position. Because there's another thing. Pastors used to be appointed by God. Now pastors are getting appointed by people. Uh, it's not a good. It's not a good thing when you get, go to a church and get a survey, and you get to vote on what we should be doing. Okay, so go to First Kings now. First Kings, but you know uh, it used to be because people realized there was a spiritual. They needed spiritual power. And so that's why they had to, you know, get the word and all this stuff. But um, so now we, we know this uh, text right here where Elijah was, you know, he told him, go get all the prophets. And they're trying to come against him. And we know the story of how if you're if, if your God is real, then he's going to take the sacrifice and all these things. But I just want you to see because the people at this time were double minded. They were saying, we believe God. Uh, we believe Baal. We believe Baal. Uh, we believe God. And Elijah said, 
he came unto all the people and said, how long halt ye between two opinions? How long are you going to be double-minded? Look at this. If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. See, because they were stuck. They were stuck in that double-minded way. And so you got to say either the Bible is true or not. If you don't believe this, if you believe the world is, is going to be taken over, and done, if you don't believe in these promises, don't believe it. But if you do, stand on it. Don't back away from it. Don't let nobody pull you from it. Make sure, like, if, if you're believing that this Bible is true, and I'm telling you, you got to read it. I told you during this sermon that you need to get up in the morning and start swinging the sword. Didn't I say that? Amen. Well, if you don't get up in the morning and start swinging the sword, you don't believe it. God. You don't believe what I just told you. So I don't have time to do that. I got my work schedule too. Okay, go ahead. Then choose what you believe. If you trust in that, go ahead, move on. Step into it. But it's my job to tell you what God said. And Elijah said to the people, and we don't have to go into any of those other scriptures, but he said, you, you just pretty much pick what it is you believe and then go on and stay with that. I ain't even trying to argue with you. But don't be one minute we believe God, the next minute we're doubting. Because Jesus is not happy with that. Go to Revelation 3.16. Revelation 3.16. So that because thou art lukewarm, see that? And neither cold nor hot, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. So I got to be on with God or I got to be off. It's better, you know what, I always say it's better that you would be off than to be halfway on. Because at least if you're off, you got a chance to get delivered. But when people are half in and half out, they really don't have a chance to get delivered because they... Think that they have figured God out. And that's why they can't be delivered. But if you're at least all the way out. Then now you have a chance of coming to the end of yourself. And bowing down and crying out for that help. But when people got they on both sides of the fence. They never cry out for help because they think they're okay. But Jesus says. I'd rather you be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'm spitting you out of my mouth. And so what we got to do is we got to let God's radical fire burn up our lives. How many of y'all willing to do that? So I'm going to let God's radical fire burn me up, man, in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to hold anything back from God. I'm going to give it all to him. And listen, when you do that, you will become a spiritual giant. Amen. I'm talking about a spiritual giant. When you step in. Demons step out. Oh, can I get an amen right there? When you step in, I'm telling you, I'm, man, I, I challenge anybody. I've been in other countries. I've seen this stuff work. Can't nobody possessed with a devil hang out with me. You ain't going to talk to me too long. Because as soon as I uh, 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 catch eye contact with you, somebody about to get up out of here. And it ain't going to be me. I'm telling you, man, this stuff works. This is powerful. And it ain't nothing that you got to start up like a lawnmower. You just got to have your life in order. God knows that I have submitted my life to him. And as long as I do that, I'm going to be all right. 
And I'm going to walk in spiritual power and spiritual authority. Let's, let's close. Um, you, you guys know this, but I want you to see just the beginning, at least, Acts chapter 19. And we know this story. We've gone over it so many times. But the thing about it is Paul was such a radical. You guys remember Paul on the Damascus Road. He got knocked off the horse. He was blinded for three days. But, man, uh, God sent Ananias over there to... Um, speak to him and tell him. And even Ananias was afraid. He said, huh? You want me to go talk to who? Because he was a radical for the world. But now he went over there and got his eyesight back and, and he got put on a mission. But God was using him. God will use you like this. He says, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Why? Because he was a radical This authority flows through order. If I got my life in order, then God's power can flow through me freely, right? It's not interfered with. Nothing is going to stop because I got my life in order. And so that from his body were brought unto him sick and and uh, and the handkerchiefs or aprons. They bought him. He had handkerchiefs or aprons that touched his body and they he gave them to people and they took them and put them on people. And people's getting healed by a handkerchief. Man, you got some power. Talking about, I didn't even pray for you. I was just over here in the service and then somebody threw a handkerchief on me. And I got delivered from demonic act. Oh, come on. How many of y'all want that kind of power? That's where we're going. Why? Because we know the enemy's stepping his game up. So I told you as we were praying earlier, the devil can never outdo God. So how many of y'all ready to start walking around like that? Where you walking around in this spiritual power where you like, you know what? Instead of trying to avoid the devil, you like, I know you're in here, devil. Come on. Hey, hey. Just checking on you. You, you want to get into something tonight? <laughs> because you have that kind of power. And then y'all can read the rest of that. Y'all know that that scripture where people were trying to copy Paul's power. You can't copy this. That's why. If, if I'm up here preaching, don't try to be, don't ever say, well, you know what, devil? I'm, I'm speaking that Jesus that Pastor Troy be speaking about. You in trouble. It better be you speaking that. Amen. And in that example, you guys know what happened. They start trying to copy what Paul was doing. They try to cast out devils in the name of Jesus. But that devil said quickly, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know him too. But who are you? And that's what the devil's going to say. Pastor Troy, I know him. But who are you? Oh I, oh, I go to Word of Life. And what that got to do with what we about to get into is the blood of Jesus covering your life and is your life in order. And if it is, the same level of power that Paul walked in, we'll all walk in that level of power in the earth. Y'all get ready, man. Get ready for God to use you to lay hands on people that you don't even know. Get ready for God to start working miracles and and having divine appointments and having all this type of stuff happen. And it's going to be because the spiritual authority you have is too much for the enemy and he can't stop you. Amen. Praise God. Clap for Jesus tonight. Amen. All right, let's close in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for meeting us here tonight. Thank you for your word. We know that your word stands true and it will never change. 
and we submit our lives into your hands wholeheartedly. Maybe you're watching this right now. You don't know Jesus as Lord. We want to welcome you into the kingdom. Right now is a great time for you to give your life over and God will come in and bring his power with him and your life will never be the same. Church says, repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me, Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus name. Amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen.